Hey there, dear listener. This is Connor McCabe of the Call Me By Your Game podcast here just to do a brief introduction for a bonus episode that we are releasing on the feed today. Uh, what you're about to hear is an episode of Super NPCs, uh, the weekly show that you get at any tier on our Patreon, uh, where Jeremy Schmidt and I and then our other hosts uh, pick whatever topic we feel like talking about that week and discuss it. Uh, one of our favorite formats is the Top 9 format, where we will count down from 9 to 1 in a category of video games and name our personal favorites. Uh, sometimes we do favorite ice levels, sometimes we do um, favorite JRPGs, and today uh, we've got an episode uh, counting down our top nine favorite Super Nintendo games. Joining us are Patrick Ellers and Mark Mitchell of the Nintendo Cartridge Society, some of our good buddies, and this episode's great, so we just wanted to release it on the feed for everybody to enjoy, uh, and if in, in, you enjoy this and you want to hear more of this, uh, consider subscribing at our Patreon over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio, where you not only get uh, this, but at the $10 DJ Toad tier, you get our current Super Mario 64 Games Club, which is a weekly breakdown of that uh, game, level by level. You get co-op episodes by me, talking about meaningful games with a group of people. We recently did an episode of Mother 3, and upcoming is Kirby and the Forgotten Land, uh, and then Half-Life in March. Uh, basically, it's the it's an incredible video game podcast network that we have, and there's a ton of bonus stuff that, uh, on our Patreon. But uh, regardless, enjoy this. Uh, if you like the episode, share it. I think it's going to be uh, a really fun listen if you like the Super Nintendo. Uh, and yeah, thanks for tuning in, and I will uh, just go ahead and let the episode play. This week on Super NPCs, we're listing our top nine Super Nintendo games with the Nintendo Cartridge Society. Welcome back to Super NPCs, the show that you get here every gosh darn week at Super NPC Radio. Uh, whether you're a DJ Toad, a mailroom Toad, or a corporate overlord Toad, you get this at uh, this show. Fifty-two of these bad boys a year, uh, and you know Jeremy and I have been hosting a lot less of these because we have people contributing to these now from the network. So really happy to be here. Off the heels of our Super Mario World uh, overview episode. We are going to, you know, go back to the the well, go to an old favorite, and we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to list our top nine favorite Super Nintendo games. Uh, I'm, of course, here with Jeremy Schmidt. Hey, pal. Hello. Thank you for having me, Connor. It's good to be back. I made a list of 33 games. Why? Good. Because when I got going, I just couldn't stop. <laughs> Well, what we'll do is, Jeremy, we'll let you start at 33 and go all the no, way down no, no, to no, year I'm nine. No, 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 no. I'm not saying 33. I'm just saying for funsies, I kept yes. going with the list. I, I do have an Excel sheet going uh, that is more than nine, of course, long. So right. I've been working on this for a while, but uh, yeah. we're not just alone. We're not alone, Jeremy. Not. We got some guests before that are on the show. Both of them have been on before. We've got first Mark Mitchell. Hello. So happy to be here. Um, and how many games are on your list? 33. Uh, I I heard a rumor that uh, Jeremy was doing 33, so I was like, I've got to one-up him. So I did 66. Oh! No, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have a sleek nine. 
Gorgeous. Uh, and your partner in slime, Patrick Ellers, is also hey. here. Hey, it's that, good. Where is, I come from, slime is yummy. Is, is it like a Dragon Quest slime? Oh. Uh, if you if you're leaning on the side of they're cute and nice looking, they are like, cute then, and nice looking. Then yes, a positive version of slime for sure. I was thinking more like Nickelodeon slime, which I do have mm. an affinity for, regardless how nasty it is and what it did to Katy Perry. Well, I mean, but that was that was insane. It's just blasting out of that box. The Kids Choice Awards, man, they, they were brutal. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that is that is that was too much. I must say, it was too um, much. I, I they should have gone back to the like they should have actually done the you can't do that on television rules for, um, the Kids Choice Awards where when you say I don't know you get slimed because that's what happened oh. on you can't do that on television. And when you said water, then you got water dumped on you. You know what? You're full of ideas, aren't you? <laughs> These aren't it. my ideas. These are from You Can't Do That on Television. Patrick's You're original a good ideas, delegator, though, said. Patrick. You know how to mm. make co- you can connect us, you know? That's right, yes. You see the best in everybody. You can, oh, I could put that producer go, go with that guy over there. I have right. nine games on my list. Gorgeous. Like, we were nine. curious. Yes. Um, and I am, I am looking at my Excel sheet of uh, – because I have an Excel sheet. The, the, the file is called Connor's – favorite video games and i have different sheets based on consoles i have like jeremy for our mario karts ranking i've got a list of that so i got i have 22 games on this list but there's way more that i've actually like touched you are like the most organized man alive i wish i had all those records from all the times we've done all these top nines but (laughs) my instead i just have infinity notes on my notes app just infinity list of notes you you have to go back in the notes app yeah i use the notes app I'm 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 using uh, like Google Docs all the time for this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Google. I mean, it's smart. It's just smart. It's but, so it's uh, so easily searchable. Yeah. I can oh, yeah. share them with Mark if I need to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or, yeah. or with anyone who asks. Yeah. No, you know what I do? I kind of like have a note up, and then I'll forget what it's for, and I'll delete it, and just <laughs> put another note there, and then like yeah. later I did need that info. Uh, I, can I say something about this console though? Please. I mean, this is the first console that I grew up with, the Super Nintendo. Um, mm. First, I mean, I think Super Mario World is my first memory. Uh, but <laughs> the uh, n- top nine, I think almost, this is like the rare thing where like, I think every game in my top nine, I'm just looking through real quick. Okay, yeah, yeah, this is true. Every game in my top nine can also be my number one at any given moment. Yes. Dang. Like they're all that treasured to me. Each game. I don't think I can have that with any other console where, like, number nine could also be number one. It's like, no, number one's number one. But, like, catch me on a crazy day, and my nine could be one. You never know. See, I I, I think I would agree with that for for my list as well, except that I did something where there were three games that I did not include on my list because they are not my three favorite Super NES games. They're not my three favorite video games. They're not my three favorite media experiences. <laughs> They're like my three favorite things in the world. Yeah. So I, th- there were a couple games where I was like, they're not going to go on this list. I don't want to trivialize my relationship to them by putting them on this list. Oh, great. I mean, I'm sure they'll be on our list, though, probably. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Th- they, we'll call they them out. When they should see, be on all lists. So. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. That's great. But I agree with you that in that at least a few of these are... I'm like, oh, that might be just a top life experience to have. Yeah, mm, you yes. know, yeah. Can it, this... So, for for everyone's lists, are these games that you experienced like on the Super Nintendo, or or do you have games 
for me, I have games on the list that like originally released on the Super Nintendo, but I didn't play for the first time till like the Nintendo DS. You know what I mean? Same, mm-hmm. same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I same. have a few in that realm as well. Um, but I will say for my list, these are games. These are like my top Super Nintendo games that I have it played thoroughly. Um, there are some games that are not did not make my cut, and I think they would if I were to give them a real shot. Um, we'll I'll point them out as we yes. go through because I'm sure they're gonna pop up on some of your list. I have one shame entry on my <laughs> list where it's like it's it is on the list. It has been the list, and I have played a lot of it, but I have not beaten it. There's like one on the list that I just haven't seen world credits on. Oh, I've got two. Oh, you at do? Least. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, uh, and then Mark, yeah, like to your question. If it was a list of games that I had to have played on the Super Nintendo, my list would be like Maximum Carnage four times <laughs> right, and, no, and Super Battle Tank. And that's, no. you know what I mean? Like, I, I rented and bought the most terrible game. I mean, Maximum Carnage isn't bad, but I, I yeah, <laughs> I rented Harley's Humongous Adventure a hundred times when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, no, say, same, where it's like, oh, if uh, first I started this list with all the games that I like really played the most that I remember playing the most on the Super Nintendo and they were like crash test dummies yes. uh the Animaniacs <laughs> game you know yeah, what I mean game. like it <laughs> yeah. yeah you know but what? for yeah, sure so I'd be interested to know if any of us played certain games on the Super Nintendo because I think they were hard to find or hard to rent like when I think about a Super Metroid like I never played that on a Super Nintendo and I never mm. saw it in the wild and I didn't know about it until the GameCube era. Like, I didn't even know what Metroid was. So, uh, I'm sure there's ones, maybe not that one. I'm getting a lot of weird faces. On them, well, no, I, I'm bombing I, right I, now, guys. Just so you know, I'm no, bombing. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I'm incredulous. I, know, I, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that's Patrick's experience, but Jeremy, my experience is more like you. We're yeah. like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, I, maybe I knew what Super Metroid was, but I doubt it. Like, right. uh, same with like Star Fox. I knew what Star Fox was, but I didn't play when we, when I had a Super Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, brought up a thought to me, which is I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who did not grow up with a Super Nintendo. Correct. Right. Yeah. This was, you know, to just give like a brief overview of my relationship to this console. This was the console that I played at Eddie's house. Uh, growing up like even when I had a Nintendo 64 already this was the Nintendo console that was missing in my life because we I when I gained consciousness the NES was there didn't know the Super Nintendo existed got an N64 for Christmas 98 but I would go to his house and there were all these amazing games some of them uh, in franchises that I already enjoyed like Super Mario World and Link to the Past that I was like kind of maybe knew existed or could exist and then there was just a treasure trove of discoveries. Um, so this is a. I eventually, you know, really got to play a lot of SNES games on the SNES Mini uh, when I got it uh, in like late 2018. Now I own the like re-release of the Super Nintendo, the like littler version. Um, oh, it's yeah. like a little lunch pail almost. Um, and I've played a ton of games on there, but for the longest time it was also like emulators, friend's house, and the SNES Mini. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's... uh, Yeah, wow. I, I, I always wish I had an NES. That's, that's a console that I, we didn't own. Oh. I didn't get to own that until much later, like into the late 90s. My grandma, 
just like I found it at her house like she'd been hiding it for years and I took it and ha- I still have a box copy of the uh, Legend of Zelda from her like she just never Ooh. opened it it was like uh. nuts um what was your grandma's deal what's going on there I think I, I almost guarantee she and her cuz my grandma and my step grandpa were like big time Frank Sinatra alcoholic types. They were just like always kind of like smoking a cigarette and like kind of like listening to jazz and partying and stuff. And I guarantee you they bought it as like a luxury item, like (laughs) to like just have around and then realize what it was. And we're like, yeah, once maybe not again. (laughs) We're not going to turn that on again. Um, do does anyone else like want to say anything about their, you know, briefly their relationship to the console? I don't know. Patrick, do you want to say anything? Uh, well, I, I, like, I don't, I don't know because it, it wasn't like the discovery point for me that the like NES was right. Yeah. Like I I was old enough when um, like NES was around that like I was discovering games on it. I was like refining my gaming tastes on Ooh. it. Um, so like by the time the Super NES came out, like I was ready to take the next step in games with with the system. Right. Yes. Um, so like many of my, you know favorite media experiences favorite life experiences are on the super nes but like yeah i don't um it just uh it just was like the thing that came next and the thing that came before the uh nintendo 64 cool um mark anything you didn't get to say about your relationship with the console i guess what i just say is that so you know we had a Super Nintendo, but we got all of the consoles like late. Like we were not, my family was not early adopters. I had no say in any of, you know, like the purchase decisions. And well, so, the, and to be fair, Mark, for the longest time, getting a console to Bakersfield was like getting it in the UK. It was just delayed <laughs> by a few years. For sure. That's Absolutely. a little Central California humor. <laughs> but no, so like, uh, yeah, like I, um, I was not, and as a kid, like, I liked Nintendo, and I liked the games that were put in front of me, but, like, I didn't have a subscription to Nintendo Power. I was not up on, like, what was coming soon. You know, we would get games at garage sales or used from Blockbuster or something like that. And so a lot of my any Super Nintendo experience, like I was talking about before, was just kind of, like, what we had. And I would just play that as a kid. And sure, we had, like, Super Mario World and games like that, but there were some of them, like... um you know, Link to the Past, I didn't play on, or I definitely didn't play all the way through. We didn't own A Link to the Past. We didn't own Super Metroid. We didn't own Super Mario Kart. Like, that just was not a game mm. that, like, I had access to. And so it was uh, not until, like, way later that I had the opportunity to play a lot of these, you know, uh, a lot of these games. Dang. Uh, hey, different for each of us. Uh, Jeremy, did you get to get out what you wanted to about the console itself? Yeah, probably too much. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, before we get into it, I do want to say for the people listening, we got a lot of correspondence about this episode. I solicited our patrons for their top nine Super Nintendo games. So we had we got a good amount of responses. So we're going to read those off. And we're also going to read off some people's favorite Super Nintendo games that responded to a tweet I sent out. Um, but we're going to save that for after uh, we all list our top nine games because I don't want to uh, well it was a good idea for Jeremy we don't want to spoil anything before we get there so um, the way I'm going to order this is we're going to of course go from 9 to 1 but I'm just going to do it in the order of the squares I have on my screen just to make it easy for me so Jeremy I'm going to start with you oh, would you give boy. us and we'll do honorable mentions at the end too yeah. um, Jeremy what's your number 9 
Yeah. Oh, and real quick before we right before we jump in too, uh, the way Connor and I usually do this because we usually do top nines in isolate. You just you two, you and me. But uh, July's joined us before. But July usually has, is just. But he us. derails everything intentionally, so he's, he doesn't yeah. count. Uh, <laughs> if 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 I like say nine and it's on your list as another number, you don't have to say that to oh. chime in then. But it, okay. but I I usually do just because I it mm. I I want to talk about it when it's hot, fresh. Everyone's kind of excited about hearing the title. Right, I don't want to like right, right. ten entries down re-talk about another. So uh, that's just me though. You, but you don't have to do that. But. Uh, but I, I, I might just glob on and be like, oh, yeah, that's my number four. Yeah, and I like it too. Uh, yeah, okay, good. Good to understand the rules. Yeah. Uh, okay, number nine for me is, uh, wow, gosh. Again, could be number one. Street Fighter Two Turbo on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> sort of on my list. So it's sort of on your list? Ooh, Oh, probably that. a... Uh, okay, interesting. Yep. We'll see. Well, yeah, I, 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 th- I think I get what that means. So, uh, but this is the one I owned. This is the one um, that I, uh, I, I definitely rented other Street Fighters on the Super Nintendo, and I always pined for the one that had like Cammy and T Hawk and, uh, and company. Uh, but then I, uh, but Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, man. I mean, what can you say? It's like it came out and just it lit the world on fire. Street Fighter Two. It was the best. It was like the very one of the first fighting games ever. I mean, it just like hours and hours spent playing Street Fighter Two with all of my friends, and this was a clutch game. There's a couple on my list that are just like absolutely clutch for that late night sleepover vibe of like we can play this one together. Uh, so Street Fighter Two Turbo. Uh, Sh- Street Fighter Two in in all of its uh, I- incarnations is also like when you look back at the early 90s mid 90s are like fighting games that hold up like yeah. i i was i loved fighting games on the super nes and like when i think about like the mortal combats that i played mm-hmm. there or like you know wh- any other the clay fighters uh killer instinct like all these other ge- uh, fighting games that came to the the system that just like weren't that good <laughs> um, and like Street Fighter holds up um, uh, to to this day. I do have a Street Fighter two on my list higher up. But yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll get we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, I, and yeah. and that being said too, like I just again, we're not doing honorable mentions, but Mortal Kombat two is my number ten. It like it and it was number nine Whoa. for a long time, but I forgot. But so it just got edged out. But uh, but yeah, uh, fighting games on the Super Nintendo were were great, and Street Fighter two still holds up today. It's still fun to go back and play that game. Yep. Any version of it, it's great. Um, anyway, did you do you remember? Do you, did you like fighting games before Street Fighter Two, or was that I don't think there were any. I don't know what hmm. what fighting games it, even yeah, existed. They, they really weren't. Yeah. I think it was Street Fighter, and then you started to get like the Fatal Furies and all those started to come out in Mortal Kombat's. And but no, I mean just like when 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 I found out about Street Fighter Two, I was like, it was. It was on. It was like you, Where, I think I saw it in an arcade first, but yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Is uh, did, did you discover it in the arcade first or on Super NES? I, I was also uh, in in the arcade yeah. camping with my dad at the Wisconsin Dells. Uh, we would always get Ooh. rained out from doing outdoor oh. activities, yeah. uh, and so he would just take me to the arcade and give me like ten bucks of quarters. Patrick <laughs> like faking being bummed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you do you still like fighting games, Jeremy? Like, I love did it instill them. a love of fighting games. In I you? love them, and and the thing I love about them so much these days is that like I love a roster of absolute 
mutant weirdos. <laughs> like I just love. So so these days I am really attracted to a fighting game like a Guilty Gear that has just like freaks on display. Like that's a that's a really fun time. This Street Fighter's always been semi grounded. But man, they had Blanca, so that was crazy. It's got I mean, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, everything from uh, doing the Chun Li rapid fire kick to the E Honda rapid fire palm move. I mean, just like so many great memories with Street Fighter Two uh, Turbo. Anyway, killer. Uh, thank you, Jeremy. Well, yeah. Mark, I'm gonna go f- to you next for your number nine. All right, my number nine is a real like uh, important to me pick, but. Uh, I don't know. I would guess that generally it's not really regarded well or poorly. It's just not really thought of at all. And that's Madden ninety, uh, Madden 9, NFL ninety seven. Whoa, ninety seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game that uh, I. It's a year into the N- Nintendo sixty four's life cycle. Uh, yeah, okay. I had no idea. <laughs> um, uh, that. I put so many... I've never played a football game as much as I played Madden NFL 97. And I probably... I mean, at least uh, at least 100 hours into Madden NFL Whoa. 97. Um, I, for whatever reason, that game really connected with me. And I really, really, really liked Madden <laughs> 90, NFL 97. And so Did that's my number nine Did you grow up a pick. football fan? No, not at all. Like, uh, you know... W- my dad is a Chicago's Bears fan, and oh. but mostly we play. You know, like he would watch college football, so that was on. So like, but like, did I know the rules of football? No. Do I know the rules of football now? Not really. But you uh, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, for uh, I I had I had a lot of fun with Man in NFL '97. Do you remember what it was that like sucked you in about this game? I think it was just being able to do, like, the different simulations. I really liked being able to control, like, okay, it's going to be snowing, and I'm going to play against this team. And you find, like, a few plays in the playbook that you can just keep going back to where you're like, all right, push, like, X and then Y. I know the play that I want to (laughs) do. I don't know. There was just something about about it that, like, yeah, I just really, I just really, really enjoyed. And then, you know, as Madden games got more and more like realistic, as they got better, my interest in them just like dropped off significantly. Yeah, because hey, who wants a good game, right? <laughs> were, uh, Mark, Mark, were you I playing that by just... your by yourself, or were you playing that with someone? I would say the majority of the time I was playing it by myself, but uh, would occasionally play with siblings. Just in time for the big game. I'm so glad that you brought this up. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. That's, I... I, and this is I do want to point out because I. Just today, uh, I released an episode of my podcast uh, where, and the guest came on to talk about Madden 25. Um, and but did you know that before Madden 2000, there were no cover athletes? It was just John Madden on the cover. So there's some fun facts for everybody. I mean, I remember <laughs> that from this thing at a blockbuster, just yeah. like him, him being like, like. And they yeah. brought it back for this last year because he passed away. Um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think so this the, game was, the, was actually called, like, John Madden NFL 97, and it had yeah. little, you know, like, <clears throat> uh, digital voice clips from him. So the uh, the John Madden curse took, like, longer to catch up with him than yes. with most of the athletes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Most of the time, it's like, you know, they suck after they get on it. For him, he passed away and then got put on 20 it, years so. later, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mark, thank you so much. Uh, Patrick, 
Your number nine, please. So my number nine is a game that uh, I did, uh, for me, a game I did not actually experience at the time, um, mm. but was a big fan of uh, its sequel uh, on the Nintendo 64. And then when I revisited it later, was like, oh, I love this. It's Star Fox is my oh. number nine. Um, Star Fox is uh, so, del- and it, in the original, it captures this in a way that I don't know any of the rest of them have been able to. It's so arcade like the moment to moment gameplay of it is really where the game sings um and it just like nothing looks like it uh since uh and nothing looked like it on on the super nes i just love flying around those uh future planes uh as uh animals that talk to each other it's so much better when they talk to each other like yeah than when they're using like real words god i love it so much uh patrick i have something to tell you what's that this is my number nine as well. Oh my god! Whoa, that's kismet actually. Because wow, it really is. Yeah. This was this actually wasn't. This was my number ten for a while, and then I realized I do like going back to this game better than my number ten, and I've had been playing it for a lot longer. Um, I, despite liking sixty four way more than this game. I do love it, and it's so charming in so many of the ways Patrick already painted for us, and. I was like blown away that it even worked because it doesn't <laughs> look like it. It it looks it fake. Shouldn't it shouldn't have. <laughs> no. Um. And I would just I want to tell a brief story of how I played this game for the first time. wasn't on a Super Nintendo. wasn't like on SNES Online or whatever. I played this on an emulator in my scene. My I think it was my senior year or junior year math class. I had a teacher named Mrs. Sims who. When I would finish my stuff, I was in like a like a pre-AP or an AP math course. I would just ask her if I could play on the computer, and she would always say yes. So I'd stick a thumb drive in there, and I'd play Star Fox and while the rest of the class is like, how does he get away with this? That's um, insane. I used to play The Sims in a math class where no the way. teacher's name was, check this Mrs. out. Mrs. Star Fox. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that tickles me. That's really good. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I love this game, and I have a hard, I have a hard copy of it. I have a copy of it, but I couldn't get it to work the other day. Oh no! I, I wanted to play it, so um, maybe that five dollar copy I got from someone off of like Facebook Marketplace four years ago hmm. has bit the dust. But uh, any other anything else about Star Fox, Patrick? Well, the, yeah, the only other thing that I wanted to add about it is uh, I think that the game improves as you play through it. So I, mm-hmm. I think that the first couple levels are actually like the worst. Um, that it, it gets more engaging as you play. Um, but my, my first like real time digging into Star Fox uh, was when Mark and I played it for Nintendo Cartridge Society. Um, and we did that. We did uh, like a series of, of episodes uh, on, on the Super Nintendo games early in the pandemic. It was maybe like April, right, Mark, of, uh, of, of 2020. And I just have these like very vivid memories of being in uh, in my bedroom playing Star Fox while Sarah was in the other room working from home in our one bedroom apartment. Um, and, you know, have, like feeling as though like the world was ending outside, but I was like, you know, I was uh, going through a warp zone black hole in, uh, in, in Star Fox. I don't know. There, there was just something very like uh, it, the, the escape felt complete uh, in, yeah. in, in playing that game at that time. 
such a, a, a an experience you can it will, you will not find anything like it on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, it was uh, and this I don't need to point all these out, but this was a pick of mine on the Super Nintendo Space Solace that we did. I think it was my number three, nice. um, uh, almost four years ago now. Um, this is my well, number thirty-two. Oh, number thirty-two <laughs> out of thirty-three. Um, no comment. We're gonna do it like sort it. of snake style as if we're drafting. So I'll just go back to back mm. and do my number eight. My number eight is one of my first two games that I have never finished that's on this list, and that is Final Fantasy II, a.k.a. Final Fantasy IV. Nice. Great game. Great this, game. You know, Pokemon was my introduction to a JRPG structure, but Final Fantasy II was the first JRPG, the real one that I ever touched and played, and it for the longest time, it was the game on Eddie's Super Nintendo that I was most... Uh, just drawn in by and mesmerized by. It's a game that I am very familiar with a lot. Like the music will still move me. I'm familiar with most of the characters, but I've just never seen it all the way through. But I most recently, and I now I have this game in a few ways. I have the GBA version, which rips. It's great. Um, and then I also have uh, it on my, uh, the, got it on the Wii Virtual Console. But yeah, it's a, you know, it's it's not my favorite of the series, but like it remains my entry point, and it does hold up well enough for me to revere super strongly. Uh, but I love I love this game; it's great. Um, that what was that your first Final Fantasy game? Yes, it was. Wow, yeah. mine too. Mine too. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, mine was seven. I don't even think I knew the series before seven. That's when I woke up to it. I played this for the first time last year, by the way. Beat the whole thing. Played it played it all the way through. Um, wow. I'm glad I got to close that loop, finally. Because it was one that I would always turn on, and I would see the great yes. opening with the Red Wings and, like, the... Oh, the, so cool. The oh, airships. Yeah. And finally got to see it all the way through. The thing that... The thing that I like about this game so much is the, like, the, the very simple story and the great character. I think it has great, like, characters. Um... It does fall. Sh- I do wish it had about two more betrayals. I think it only or like revivals. <laughs> I love oh revivals. I love Revi- the betrayals and the revivals. Yeah, the writing both great. in both it great. is yeah. The writing on it by the end, I was like ready to be done. I was like, it's just t- a little baby, but uh, you I mean, know. they go to the moon. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. you do go <laughs> by, to the by, moon. Yeah. By by then, you're you're getting it like you know. Uh, Elbow deep in anime nonsense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like er, earlier in the game when like, you know, you've got these two magic cast, these spell casting twins that turn themselves into stone to oh. stop like a room from collapsing on you. Like, that's awesome. That's yeah, so I cool. I remember that like really got me the first time I experienced me too. that. And Eddie Shocked. was like watching over my shoulder, like waiting for it to happen. And I was like sh- just struck. But yeah, this is great. Um, Patrick, how about your number eight? Uh, my number eight also comes from Square Enix, or I guess just Squaresoft at, at, at the time. Um, this is Secret of Evermore. Whoa. Whoa. Which is the, the Square like US team taking a stab at a, uh, a Psychoden Setsu slash Secret of Mana style game um, that uh, it takes place in a weird world called Evermore, which is made up of like 
the dreams and imaginations of uh, like a bunch of people in the twenties that hook themselves up to this machine. Um, you play as a kid who's obsessed with uh, like uh, campy sci-fi movies who gets sucked <laughs> into this thing and his dog uh, and you traverse these four worlds and it just rules. It's so this fun. Is your, this is your super Nintendo star tropics, isn't it? This is my super Nintendo star tropics. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Oh wow! This was also this is there's a weird trivia about this game, right? Like it's a Square game, but it was made in the United States and it never released in Japan. That's right. That's right. Never Which released is in Japan. Unheard of. That's just not a thing. That's right. Really. Yeah. It doesn't. And and like for Square doesn't make any sense. Like. Yeah, it's weird to see that the lead programmer's name is Brian. <laughs> 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 Uh, but this game's so good, and it has the strangest magic system I've ever experienced called an alchemy system, where mm. you are, like, scrounging up, uh, you know, raw materials, and then you ex- expend them to cast the spells, uh, and you can only level up spells by using them. So, like, there are spells, oh, in cool. the, spells in the game that, like, you can't level up very far because there's a finite number of resources to cast the spells. Um, and so there was always this, like... I don't know. It, it felt. It always felt like there was a manageable economy of alchemy ingredients just outside your grasp, uh, and it was really fun to try and like balance all of that and and get through the game. Is ah. it multiplayer like like Secret of Mana is? Yes, a uh, a, a second player can control the dog. Amazing. Oh, now that's that's some pretty good like little brother material right there. It's great like, little brother material. And the dog transforms with each new land that you go to. He starts as like a big feral like wolf thing in in prehistoric times, uh and then you go to like an ancient Egypt place and he becomes like, you know, one of those uh like Egyptian greyhound looking dogs. You go oh. to like a, a a fantasy like medieval world then he becomes a pink poodle. Uh, and then you travel to the future, and he becomes like a, a, a toaster with a dog head, uh, and he has like guns that pop out of him. It's awesome. <laughs> Does your character stay the stay the same? Yeah, he stays the same. That's fantastic. Uh, awesome, uh, Mark. How about your number eight? My number eight is Stunt Race FX. <laughs> wow. Speaking of a game that looks like Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was one of the uh, the games that uh, the developers of the FX chip were like contractually obligated to make. I think they were obligated. <laughs> you know, they were when they signed the deal with Nintendo to develop the FX chip, they agreed, I think it was like three games or something like that. And so Star Fox was one. Stunt, Stunt Race FX is another one. Uh, like I mentioned uh, at the top of the show, I did not own Super Mario Kart. So this was like the racing game that I put a lot of time into. Wow. And anytime I tried to experience, like go back to it, it's on the Nintendo Switch Online, SNES, and um, it may have been on the SNES Mini. I can't remember. But it's it doesn't hold up particularly well, um, even more so than like Star Fox. It's kind mm. of just like, polygon craziness like your car is exploding and it's uh zooming towards the screen and so it's just really (laughs) kind of like hard to make out what's going on but at the time uh it i i just i was really delighted by it i was really my my siblings and i got really really good at it because we put a lot of time into it oh man that rocks i love that i love that Mark's list already just shaping up to be the raddest list. Yeah, very eclectic. Yeah, no, I, it's making me feel bad about my list. Maybe we should put more weird stuff on there. Uh, 
Yeah, change it up uh, really quick yeah, yeah, yeah. if you have the time. St- yeah, no, that that game. I remember playing that for the first time. I think maybe on Nintendo Switch Online and just being like, "Boy, oy, oy, whoa, <laughs> yeah, no, like the, this existed. This is so, the, this is great. The physics are crazy. I yeah. think you have like four different card types you can choose from, but they all drive just like completely bonkers. <laughs> there's p- parts where you know there's like these like half pipes that you're going through, and yeah. your car is just really easy to go completely out of control. It's one of those that like looking back on it, it's kind of miraculous that mm-hmm. we were as skilled at it at it as we were. But I think it's just because we spent so many hours playing it that we yeah. inevitably got good at it. That's I'm imagining an Ender's Game scenario where <laughs> that's the game you got to be good at, and Mark was the chosen kid. Mm-hmm. Um, that rules. Jeremy, what about you, number eight? My number eight is Super Metroid. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Uh, Super Metroid is a game that I got to very, very late. I um, played it some on emulation but mainly i played it all the way through for the first time on nintendo switch online when it first when it first uh arrived and played it with like a nintendo like i didn't even have my snes controller for it i just played it on like the switch pro controller and like um you know in those circumstances like the less ideal way of playing that game i think in some ways like i would like much rather be like sitting with a snes controller traditionally and you know but like Mm -hmm. but you know and i got that experience later when i replayed it because i loved it so much and it's a quick game and i just feel like honestly there's nothing really like it on the super nintendo other you know other than this game i i can't point to another met like a metroidvania style game that is that complex and has that much going on and like I don't know, man. I turned it on last night just to, like, I don't know, just, like, get a bunch of upgrades real quick and just play it. And just, like, the way Samus breathes, like, I, I just feel like as far as, like, sprite work goes, that game always amazes me. Like, how the ship looks when it's just hovering there and the rain. It's so And, like, atmospheric is, like, a word that I think mm-hmm. we started using after that game came out. <laughs> like, it just feels, uh, yeah. It just it's just a really good looking, good feeling game that um that yeah, really holds up. You know, a lot of I, I, I would go back to playing a lot of Super Nintendo games from my youth and a lot of them are like, you know, really don't hold up. They're really tough to like, get through. They either don't have save functionality or there's like, you know, random yeah, game overs every and you know, Super Metroid's one of those games that like you can kind of just play it right now and it feels yep. semi modern, like a new indie game or something. It barely shows its age um and it's my number six actually nice so pretty close yeah also like you pretty late to it Mm -hmm. didn't play it at all growing up um didn't play it i think until i had a the snes mini and finally last year went through it all the way using the switch online service and man it's just amazing it's uh it's my third favorite metroid game because you all know I have these lists going. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very organized. Yeah, it's just like it's really special, and also um, I, I'm I still don't know if I if I will use all the missiles that I have. Uh, like Patrick knows, C- I'm you just, just so gotta bad use the missiles. Them. They're there to be used. They're not like <laughs> elixirs in a Final Fantasy game. You're supposed yeah. to use these things. Yes. Yeah, I made boss fights a little harder than they needed to yeah. be by forgetting <laughs> to use missiles or just being. That's conservative. so funny. Yeah, I love that. 
Uh, uh, Su- Super Metroid uh, is is a game that I refuse to put on my list because it's one of those uh, yeah. like top three life experiences for me. Yeah. Um, I I will uh, remember and be able to recall my way through Brinstar long after I have forgotten what all of your faces look like. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like why is Grandpa charting out the map to Brinstar? He sh- I, I will be I will be drooling and unable to speak, and someone will put a Super Nintendo controller in my hand, yeah. and I'll be able to beat that game, you know, in oh. like three and a half hours. You I, can actually jump on the walls <laughs> if you just know how to use it. I, you just I, gotta I, follow what these monkey guys do. I think it's crazy, like that. This game is number eight. Like that's how I'm like yeah. looking at my own list, being like, "How is this game number eight? And then I just look above and I go, "Well, that's how." It's like because this game, it's this console has so many exciting, meaningful experience. Anyway, uh, should I do number seven? Yeah. Okay, number seven for me is Donkey Kong Country, a much worse Woo! game than Super Metroid. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if I'm being honest, I rented this game like a motherfucker. I never stopped running this game. I rented it so much. I loved Donkey Kong Country growing up. Um, even Donkey Kong Country 2 is better than Donkey Kong Country 1, but doesn't matter. Donkey Kong Country 1 is uh, the one I have the most nostalgia for. It's Donkey Kong Country action. 1 is, is my number 5. Oh, Ooh. great. Okay. I'm, that's that's great. I, I wasn't sure if we we're all just going to go Donkey Kong Country 2, if anything, because I know so many people are so hot on that one. But I, I'll I just prefer say, 1. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't really, I, I don't really like Donkey Kong Country 2. <gasps> that's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm in good company then, because... Uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 is not on my on my list, but Donkey Kong Country 1 is. I I just man, when this game came out, I mean, I think we all kind of remember a version of when this game came out, just mm. like how exciting it was and they had all those great blockbuster promotions and they had contests at Blockbuster, you could like win stuff. Um yeah, and the game looked so good too. I mean, now, you know, it's fun to study why it looks so good and like we all know, oh, it's just, you know, gifs essentially. <laughs> Put a bunch of gifs in there. Uh but uh but yeah, really, it looked like the future for a time. And, you know, just so we have like a person with some sanity on this episode, I want you all to know I actually prefer number two. Right. And it yes. was my number yes. ten. It was my number nine until Star Fox took over. Oh, so it got edged out. It's your it Mortal Kombat edged. two. Okay, I just great. realized I like going back to it better. I, yeah, and to be I, honest, so <laughs> do I. If I'm going to go back to when I'm going to go to Donkey Kong Country two or even three at this point, because I have almost no experience with Donkey Kong Country mm. three. But uh, three's but, not as bad as its reputation suggests. I don't. Yeah, ex- I I believe that's true. But Donkey Kong Country one, I don't know. I just I, yeah, it just it has it holds a special place in my heart. Mm. I also there's there's something about like Donkey the original Donkey Kong Country that like it took a piece of like old Nintendo lore in Donkey Kong and was like we're gonna do something different with it. We're gonna mm-hmm. like you know they, no like this isn't I, I don't know there there was just something about it that like maybe they've done in games like since then but like i don't know it's the first time i remember a video game like looking back into its own history and being like we're going to riff on that we're going to improve on it it felt right. perfect for the 90s they like yes. rat they you know they, they made donkey them, yeah. kong <laughs> yeah that's yeah. right they made donkey kong rad right yeah it was, it was yeah I, there was a lot of like i feel like in the early 90s to mid 90s too there was a lot of like stuff coming out like hook like like where they're taking like a fiction and making a fiction on top of it or something and like you know this felt like that to me it felt like oh what if you know we he grew up or something you know yeah um anyway what if he got old and dk jr was yeah grew up uh 
Mark, Donkey Kong Jr. Famously, the missing generation. We don't know where he is. Yeah, now. it's just the grandson, right? Is He's Donkey the grandson. Kong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in a white My- tank top. We know. We'll, we'll know when we see him because Donkey Kong <laughs> yeah, Jr. Right. will be in a white tank top. Yep. <laughs> Uh, my number seven is Super Castlevania Four. Um, I this is I I did not play this game all the way through. Maybe I didn't play it at all until it was released on the Wii Virtual Console. But these early, like these first four Castlevania games, are my favorite type of Castlevania. Um, I really like the kind of uh, you know, especially like the first Castlevania game. It has the a track screen, has the like the film strip. Mm-hmm. Like it's like just riffing on like old, you know, uh, Universal horror movies. And I really like that a lot. Um, Super Castlevania Four. Some of it is like style over substance. Absolutely, Simon. The sprites for Simon are just a little too big, you know, compared to <laughs> everything else on the screen. Um, you have less maneuverability because of it, but you know, it's use of mode seven, just like the soundtrack Mm -hmm. is amazing. It just feels like the culmination of that style of Castlevania and we've never gotten anything like it since. And I always kind of hope that someday we will get a revival in that style, but I, I really like super Castlevania four a lot. I love Super Castlevania 4. I go nuts over this game. I love watch it. Watch me whip, watch me nene. Dude, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark, I don't know if you've ever played Rondo of Blood, but it's it's a it's in the same family as those. It's not a Metroidvania. It's like a level-based. Yeah, I th- that was part of like the first Castlevania collection that uh Konami released on like like the first like anniversary collection or something mm. like that I think is that is that the Genesis one? No, run, oh well. So there's there's that one which is great. I mean that one's amazing. But Rondo of Blood came out on like the freaking whatever PC Engine or something in Japan, and then oh. they have released it. It's like on a collection with Symphony of the Night now. You can get it on like a PlayStation if you have that. But anyways, there's a couple ways to play Rondo of Blood, but it is like it's a 16-bit era. Uh, Castlevania game that was lost to the U.S. for a very long time. Oh, got it. Finally, no, I, I, yeah. I don't think I have ever played it. I think there was one on one of the Konami collections or like well, Castlevania collections that was right. the Bloodlines. Genesis one. Bloodlines, maybe Bloodlines. that's one I played, but no, I've never played Rondo of Blood. That's Bloodlines awesome. Bloodlines is also excellent. I, I definitely like recommend that one. But uh, Rondo of Blood. Oh, on the Super Nintendo, there's a game called Castlevania X, I think, or Dracula mm-hmm. X. That was a a like a dumbed down version of Rondo of Blood. So if you ever played Got that it. other Castlevania game on SNES, it was sort of trying to be that, but it didn't quite. It didn't have the graphical power to like really do it. But anyways, I'm I'm also like you, like really prefer these level based Castlevanias that are like rooted in that Universal monster movie horror stuff. So great. Why why did Castlevania lose the like uh, trying to emulate? movies like they they kept the like universal monster part of it but like the movie part went away they became like their own movies or something yeah, they started kinda. to tell their own anime-esque story that sort of and people love those and i know i love symphony of the night i, I do like those um, or aria of sorrow or whatever but man those like castlevania 3 is so important and so amazing on the nes but this one on the super nintendo i used to rent Constantly, I love and doing the whip trick is so fun. It's a great mm. game, yeah. And I ne- was good. never bothered as a kid by the big sprite. Now I understand what people are saying, but back in the day, it 
it visually it looked it looked amazing yeah like yeah. visually yeah. it's so cool it definitely is like kind of a detriment to the gameplay but like visually it still is impressive yeah some good most more mode seven for you there mark um patrick number seven from you uh my speaking number seven, seven what connor speaking of mode seven speaking of mode seven here's my number seven uh i do i joke about this game but it uh is awesome jurassic park on the super nes <laughs> what uh, jurassic park on the super nes is a fucking great game um it is half like top down uh sort of zelda like exploration based game you play as alan grant uh on on the island it's been overrun by dinosaurs uh, and when you go into buildings it becomes the worst first person shooter you've ever played <laughs> um <laughs> But it's it's almost a, a feature instead of a bug um, because, like, you go into these buildings and you can theoretically try to fight the dinosaurs that are in there, but you got to just, like, stay out of their way. Like, it, <laughs> it, it becomes, like, a horror survival kind of game. Um, and, like, there there's so many cool, like, uh, pickups and items in the game that, I don't know, just, like, the way they're implemented. It blew me away to get the night vision goggles for the first time and then, like, was able to go into the buildings that didn't have electricity and sort of be able to see in there, Ooh. whereas, like, before you're just, like, wandering around in relative darkness. Um, so, yeah, and it's Jurassic Park, and I was dinosaur crazy, so I I, I, I really I really love this game. I definitely have played this game somewhere before. I can't tell you where... But I also thought it was cool, so I just want to affirm Patrick a little bit. Thank you. It's biggest uh, the biggest strike against it. Uh, no save or password feature. Ooh. Uh, and it was pr probably like eight or nine hours to to beat this game. Oh my um, god! Yeah, <laughs> and I, I have done it. I've done it before. Oh my wow! It was a like leave the Super Nintendo on overnight, yeah. unplug yeah, yeah, it yeah. from the TV situation. Yeah. Mm. Wow, and this is okay. So I know that the Genesis had a great Jurassic Park game, but totally these are different. different. They're different. Totally right? different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. The Genesis games were like side-scrolling games where you could either play as Grant or as the Raptor, um, and you just had to like platform and like fight mm. stuff. Um, but this, you had to like, you had to go into buildings or like out on, just on the island and like find access cards. So yeah. like you'd get Dennis Nedry's ID card, and then you could like scan your way into like the visitor center, and yeah. then like. Yeah, the I, it donut was, it shop. Was this is this is where you're slight. I think you're just maybe like a year older than me. You're like not that much older than me, but I think that's where your age makes a huge difference because mm. I remember renting this and not getting it at all. Like being too young. Like I was like, it doesn't tell you anything. I like, can't. Yeah, in in a lot of ways, it follows in the steps of like. Uh, like obtuse NES games like this, like Fester's Quest or even the original oh, Zelda, right? Right. Yeah. Where, where you're like, I don't know what to do or where to go. Um, and in an era before the internet, which is when I was playing this, um, you just had to like trial and error your way through it. Like mm. you had to love it enough to, uh, you know, be annoyed by it long enough to actually figure out what you're supposed to do. That's what sick. I just heard there was that uh, Jurassic Park for the SNES is the true follow-up, spiritual successor to the original Zelda. Um, oh. To Fester's Quest. <laughs> <laughs> no, Uncle that Fester, was the one between. Link, and that Dennis guy you mentioned. Yeah. Dennis Nedry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They walked um, into a bar. <laughs> I almost said Dennis Leary. Fair, that Dennis would have been, Leary? What if he was played by Dennis Leary, though? If only. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and give my number seven a game I've only finished once, but... It was one of my favorite experiences on the console. 
I actually wrote into Nintendo Cartridge Society about this when you did your episode about it, and that is Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Wow. Hey. This Great game, game, like, I'm sure at some point could even be higher on my list, but it, it's, you know, it's not even really a Mario platformer. It's a Yoshi game, and I just f- had so much fun with the challenge of trying to finish levels with high scores. I hate the baby scream, but that's part of it. You're not supposed to like hearing baby Mario freak out. Um, and this, and this, you know, game not only birthed the Yoshi series, but it birthed the baby Mario and Luigi's of it all. And uh, and and which we wouldn't have Doctor Baby Mario without this. So wow, that's true. Yeah. And therefore, um, we wouldn't have Doctor Baby Wario. Yes. Oh gosh, that's interesting. And we wouldn't have that great. Uh, track in Mario Kart, the baby. Yeah. Yes, baby number Park. one and number last. Uh, yes. This is my number two. I just want to throw that out there. Ooh. This is all the way up in my number two. Uh, yeah, dude, talk about it. How I mean, what the last thing I was gonna say was like the bosses rip and they're so yeah. different from each other. Like, oh, I love it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it it just feels like the completion of what Nintendo was always trying to do with 2D platforming and Mario games, like. It's about as exploratory as you can possibly get before entering a 3D environment. I mean, it really does doesn't pull any punches. Uh, this game is also, I think, for my money, it's the best-looking game on the Super Nintendo. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the art style, and that's very subjective. I just happen to respond really well to that art style, that crayon drawn or whatever it is. But uh, I do just think this game is absolutely stunning and but it's, yeah. it's it's not just the art style. There's technology happening here, too. This yeah. is another one of the very few Super NES games that uses the Super FX chip. Yeah. Um, and it does it to get those, like, enormous sprites that sort of, like, shrink and grow. And, yeah. um, you know, like, it there's... The, there is a, an incredible art style there, but there's also this amazing technology for the time um, right. that makes it look as good as it does. Is this baby Bowser, too? We get, like, Bowser Jr. for the first time here? Is he... Or was he introduced earlier? Bowser Jr. Probably. I think I think so. I want to yeah. say that's in this game, but not not well, exactly. Well, he's the he's the big bad, right? Of the it game. might be a different characterization of him that they like. It might be exactly like little Bowser. No, it's baby. I mean, it's Bowser Jr. Right? Like the character. I th- always don't you thought him it at was. The end? No? I, I think so because there there is also a baby Bowser who is a a, a separate personage. Yes, because because this the, if it is a okay, version well, of Bowser, I'm, I'm out. I'm out of the combo. <laughs> I have no idea well, now. I th- now I'm scared. <laughs> we could look it up, but I don't want to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I anyways, I, I love it. The egg mechanic. I mean, there's just I could. I mean, again, it could be my number one it, e- on any given day. It could easily be my favorite game of all time. It's so good. I love it. Uh, I'll go ahead and just turn us back around the the cycle again. And my number six. We already talked about it. Super Metroid. Uh, uh, Patrick, number six? My number six, uh, Harvest Moon. Uh, the original Harvest Moon on the oh. Super NES. Um, the only farming game I've ever been able to love, uh, and I'm not really <laughs> sure why. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it It kind of blew me away that a game could be like this. Um, you know, it was so, like, objective-based and combat-based and exploration-based in, like, every other game experience that I had had. And then there's this one where it's like, 
no, you can just like farm some uh, radishes and uh, you get a dog and you can uh, get a horse and a wife and build a- <laughs> extensions on your house. Like, I don't know. It was uh, it. I didn't know that that was like a hole in my life, um, but it was. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the Harvest Moon was the game to show that to me. Dang. I'm shocked. This is great. I, I I can't believe how many entries people are putting on that aren't even in my 33. I like wow. didn't even like I, I cause I've never played the original Harvest Moon. So this it's is great. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so, this system it's has so, so like, janky, much, you know, deep cut, yeah. like so many games that I've, you know, you'll be playing them forever. Uh, but is this one? I, I think I've seen it. Like, is this like kind of 3d like you're kind no, of what it's all. not or it's not no. top down or what is it, it like? yeah it is, it is top down but like it, it's it's like a zelda perspective basically oh, okay gotcha okay yeah. yeah the ice i think the one you're thinking of jeremy the isometric 3d-ish one is the n64 is game. it okay that I, might be it. I believe so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a really yeah. pretty game um yeah, yeah it's it, you were talking about how many games are on the, like how many great games are on the system jeremy deep cuts and stuff this is like reminding me of like the variety of game styles they had on this system because like yeah. i forgot mm-hmm. that it was even there and it's like oh we had like an early farming rpg sim like really cool mm-hmm. um mark yeah number my number six? six my number six is super mario all-stars so Ooh, maybe a little baby. bit of a cheat Whoa. but uh not the a reason- cheat it's on there so uh the reason i have this is just Fucking because cheap. it's the uh <laughs> versions of <laughs> Uh, like Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers 3 that I am the most familiar with. When, you know, the NES class or whatever they called them, like when they were re-released on the Game Boy Advance. And so that was the first time in a long time I had played like the original version of Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario Brothers 3. It a little bit threw me for a loop. Like the physics are a tiny bit different. You know, the uh, they added backgrounds to everything. Like it's just, it's just a, a different experience. But those are the versions of those first three Mario games that live in my head as like Super Mario Brothers one, two, and three. And it was really fun to try out lost levels for the first time, right? Like when that game came out, you're like, uh, maybe at that time was I was beginning to understand that uh, Mario two in the U.S. was not Mario two in Japan. But you know, and so like that just felt so cool to have access to this like lost uh mario game that's awesome i also love this game it's not it wouldn't have been in my top super nintendo games because i some others top it but like those are some of my favorite games of all time and seeing that they had a new fresh coat of paint at my friend's house having no idea it existed was amazing i love the even the sound uh of the, the way these games sound the the sprites the the different colors that they use for them it's kind of just like a great re it's not really a remixed version of the games because they're essentially the same, mm-hmm. but uh, they've got a save feature, and huge. that's pretty that's sick. That's huge. Yeah. Especially for Super Mario Brothers 3, which always should have had it. Yeah. I oh, just, my gosh. I, forgot, I mean, like, I, it's making me rethink everything. I kind of forgot I, about this, but I played this infinite amount of hours mm-hmm. when I was younger. Like, I love Super Mario All-Stars. Wow. Well, gosh dang it. Um, are we to your number six, Jeremy? I think so. The Legend right. of Zelda Link to the Past. <laughs> oh. My number six. And it's another one where I'm like, how is it number six? And how is it not number one prime uh, <laughs> with a bullet? And it's like, well, 
I don't know. I just it's it's a perfect game. What can we say about <laughs> Link to the Past? The, it's absolutely perfect. This is my number three. When did you play it, Jeremy? Like, did you play it on the Super Nintendo? I didn't. I didn't play it for the first time on the Game Boy Advance, so like the two button version. Ooh. Oh, that's that's really cool. I I must have rented it on the Super Nintendo, but I must have also not gotten very far. I remember getting to the uncle a lot when I was a kid, like <laughs> like just that f- about that far or whatever. Um, but man, oh man, I I first played this all the way through on the the SNES Mini. Oh, nice. But I had mm. played, like, like the thing is, is, like, with emulation, like, uh, like I had emulators all through college, w- in, w- in which I would play, like, half of Final Fantasy VI, half of Legend of Zelda Link to the Bat. I, I'd play, like, half these games and then just dump them or, like, forget or whatever. So, actually, closing the loop on Link to the Past was a trip because there's so much more that that game has to offer if you keep going and keep uncovering new things. And I was playing it last night, and... I had muscle memory for some of the puzzles that I didn't yep. realize. Ooh. Like, like I went, like, I don't know. How did I ever know to go get the flippers or how to get the flippers? But I walked right, right to the flippers last mm-hmm. night. And it was just like, I love this game. And that's another thing about Link to the Past 2. I, I think it, like, it really, really shines on multiple playthroughs where you kind of know oh, what yes. to do. Because one thing I don't like about Zelda games sometimes is having to look stuff up because yep. the game's not really telling you what to do. But if you know what you're doing and you're kind of playing it like an action hero, man, Link to the Past. Oh, there's just... And, and this might be like another one of the prettiest games on the Super Nintendo. Like, Beautiful. That freaking and the music's forest. incredible. Yeah the, mu- yeah, the music is great. Oh. Yeah. I, I, have, I have said this before, but one thing that is really cool about A Link to the Past is I feel like it's a Steam... Like, uh, it doesn't feel just like you like you were saying with Super Metroid. It doesn't feel retro, and I think mm-hmm. that's because there are so many indie games now that are inspired by A Link to the Past that A Link mm-hmm. to the Past now feels like very timeless, rather than being you know from this from twenty years ago or whenever it was released. You're totally right. Ago, and that's how this... I feel about most of Nintendo's first party offerings on the console yeah. is that they they all look kind of timeless, like. Uh, maybe not so much like a, like Star Fox, but like you know, I think about even. Well, I don't want to say any more games because it's probably on your guys' list. But like Super Metroid, timeless. You know, uh, Yoshi's Island, timeless. I think this this game too. Like specifically how rounded off all the sprites are. It like everything has got this like round edge to it, kind of bubbly or something. It's like oof, it gives me yeah, chills. The- I love it. Yeah, the the art style of the game is so like specific and and like not revisited really as oh, like one yeah. of these Zelda. Uh, I mean, I guess a link between worlds sort of does it, um, but like it's it's just it's amazing how well they're able to accomplish that art style in sixteen bit. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, um, Mark, before you before you move on, Jeremy, I, I, this is yeah. my number three as well. Oh, um, wow. and Mark, like you, I also played it really for the first time on the Game Boy Advance. With the, the Four Swords version. Yeah, I, the Four Swords version. I look, look back at my old save file. I never got any further than like the third or fourth dungeon in the Dark World. I just could, I it was I just couldn't do it as a kid. Even though I knew how to access walkthroughs, look up game guides and FAQs, I just struggled with it. It's a game that I was so familiar with. It was honestly a point of shame for many years that I never finished it until... You know, it came to Switch Online in fall of 2019, and I finally did it, albeit with some, like, save states and a little bit of rewinding. Um, and 
and and but like, you were but to, you were streaming a lot of that too though right no that was actually my next playthrough oh. a year and a half later on original hardware yeah and, and no shame in save, oh saves no and stuff no dude i was in a dungeon the other day and i kept dying or no I, here's what it is i saved in a dungeon and turned it, the game off and then when i get back to it it put me at the top of the freaking yeah. mountain yeah. in the dark world i'd go no all good. the way down no in the good. dungeon <laughs> yeah like, it'll I'm do yeah. that so gonna turn this off in the middle of a dungeon again <laughs> yeah you're right there is no shame I, I will not judge anyone for doing it but i will say i felt a lot more pride beating it without stuff like that um for for whatever reason and now like like jeremy said it benefits from subsequent playthroughs and me being a little more familiar with it on that next playthrough enhanced my experience mm-hmm. severely i sometimes i consider like what would i recommend someone to jump in on the zelda series it's actually not this one i would generally recommend right. someone jump Me in either. at like ocarina because it's a little yeah. it's a lot easier actually to know what to do in such would a you, linear game would you not just say breath of the wild you would I, just say breath of the wild well, I, would I mean just say breath of the wild. if we're talking uh, well, like a like a, a traditional zelda experience i would say personally ocarina or Link's awakening but um Mark. No, I, I was just going to say that I agree with you completely, Connor. I feel like uh, the Link to the Past really kind of butts up against the limitations of 2D Zelda dungeon design. And by the end, like the dungeons, I personally am feeling just a little bit like, all right, like uh, they are not fun to me. They just all feel kind of the same. And I feel that same way about Link's Awakening. But mm. what I love about A Link to the Past is like the Hyrule itself is so rewarding if you take the time mm. to like explore it. Because you can... I do not think the best experience for Link to the Past is just mainlining dungeons to dungeons to dungeons because I don't totally. think the dungeons are that good. I think it's like exploring oh. it and finding like the secret caves where you can, you know, like uh, throw rupees in and then upgrade your equipment or yeah. just like all the the yeah. man that's sleeping, you know, underneath the bridge, like all those yeah. things the I think are what that's just yes upright. Yeah, it just that's the stuff that makes Link to the Past great to me. Like, I actually don't think the dungeons are that fun. I agree with Mark a hundred percent on this. Uh, that it like because l- what I was doing last night when I was playing through it, I was like just exploring and just running around and bombing walls and like finding stuff and uh, like yeah, that and the map was is the so good. Just yeah. uh, I there are this uh this is a game that is not on my list because I refuse to put it on the list. Sure, it, I figured. It's, yeah, it's 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 one of my like all time experiences. But like the. The overworld that Hyrule is like a a map that lives in my heart forever. Like uh, I I know my way around it backwards and forwards. It's uh, yeah yeah it's like foundational for me. Do you like and, Link Between Worlds, Patrick? Yeah, I like a Link Between Worlds. I like that game a lot too. And and playing through this made me remember that game. And maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll play that one again here coming up. I don't. I know. still have um, Mark's copy. Oh great! Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I just I remember liking it a lot, but it's been so you know it's been almost ten years since I played it. But um, uh, my number five is Mega Man X. <laughs> Hell yeah! This uh, game rules. <laughs> Mega Man X is um I don't I mean I think it's my favorite. Mega Man Two is also really good. I like two Mega Man Two and Mega Man X are kind of my two favorite Mega Man Mega Man. Uh, <laughs> all I wanted to do when I was a kid was be Mega Man. That's the thing. It's like I wanted to be a like a robot kid with a buster arm, you know, like like and I think this was the type of gameplay I really wanted as a kid where mm-hmm. it was projectile based, where I was like kind of cruising through and, and, sh- and like shooting down things and like in that side. Sc- and I I turned it on again last night and 
oh my gosh, it's like also very pretty for a, you know, for an uh, SNES game. And I know they made two other ones, and they're also pretty great on the on the Super Nintendo. A little bit more complicated, more mechanics and stuff. But this one to me is like, I mean, Chill Penguin. Number Dude. five, Chill Penguin, easy. Man. Chill, Chill Penguin. Penguin. I mean, what are you Dude. gonna do? Yeah, I've said it before. Chill Penguin can get it. He can get it. He's Spark he's a Mandrill, he baby. Flame Mammoth. Yeah, Flame <laughs> Mammoth ain't bad. You can do uh, a lot worse than Flame Mammoth. You could do way worse than Flame Mammoth. Yeah. Um, I, I love the dash in Mega yeah. Man X. Like, oh. That's one of the things that is, is missing from the original Mega Man that like just makes the game so much more playable and fun that you can like move and fly around the screen with like dashing and jumping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was also really cool the way that like uh, you could beat some levels and it would have an effect on the other levels like Oh great. Um, you could if, if you did the uh what is it like Tornado Eagle or whatever his name is Storm Eagle maybe. Mm-hmm. Um when uh you you beat his level and then his ship crashes on top of another level. Yeah. Um and, or like I think all if these you little things. Beat Flame Mammoth doesn't like it catch the forest on fire or something. Or yeah, if you like, maybe it's if you do chill penguin, it uh, puts out the fire at flame mammoths. Got it. Level, yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- this is another one that if I had more experience with, or I would have played more thoroughly. But I've never really gotten farther than like two bosses, like past whatever mm-hmm. you might go after mm-hmm. chill penguin. But it's the one I played the most. I've got some of the music cues that I could just—they're still yep. in my head. It's yeah. amazing. And you know, you could do a Hadouken. You ever yeah. get that Hadouken? Yeah, I've gotten a Hadouken once. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, Mark um, number five? Yeah, my number five is Kirby Superstar. Yeah. This Ooh. is, uh, yeah. for for all intents and purposes, like the, my first Kirby game, and it is the one that is the most meaningful to me. It's kind of, for the longest time, the Kirby game that I compared other gir- Kirby games to and found them wanting. When we did a um, uh, Kirby month on Nintendo Cartridge Society, I think my like esteem for all things Kirby grew a lot in experiencing it then. But I uh, Connor was kind enough to have me on Call Me By Your Game at uh, a while back to talk about Kirby Superstar. Really, the thing that I love about it is that it was multiplayer, and I have such good memories of playing this with like uh, my siblings. And so, yeah, really, really love Kirby Superstar. I I'm sad to say I've barely touched this one, and the one I've played the most is I don't even want to bring it up because someone might say it. But there's another Kirby game I've played that's unconventional, but I missed this. Does anybody else put time into this? Well, I want to acknowledge something. So when we did our Kirby episode and we had you guys on that episode. Yes. That's right. I was talking some shit about how Kirby's Dreamland 3 is a good game actually and and I just want to say were Mark we, you were, were we right. Polite? <laughs> you you were right, Mark. It this is this is the definitive Kirby experience I think on the Super Nintendo and Kirby's Dreamland 3 was not as good as I remembered it being and doesn't look as good as I remember it looking and yeah, so I remember thinking like Kirby Superstar? What does this game have? What's in this? And then I played it uh, much more recently, and wow, it's uh, spectacular. Do mm. you like uh, the remake on the it was on the DS? I've, ne- I've never played it, which is so crazy. I remember when it came out on the DS and yeah. being like, oh, that's cool, but I've I've never played it. Did, yeah, did, did, awesome. Yeah. yeah I, really I would awesome. imagine I would imagine I would imagine it was. Again, Kirby Superstar is like so good that a DS yeah. remake of it, it all makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, number five. My number five is Donkey Kong Country. Oh, baby, that's which right. Is, you did which say that. Which, of course, that. we 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 have discussed. Um, uh, 
I just you want to take a second here to shout out the animal buddies that you can uh, take into the uh, the bonus levels. Give me a Winky. Give me a Rambi. Give me an Espresso. Mm-hmm. Unguard. Come on. Mm-hmm. What's the spider? Spiders in the second game. Oh my bad! Wow, I'm and so it's like sorry. Squiggler or something. I think yeah. it is. That's squiggler. not it. Uh, it. Disrespectful of me to even ask. Yeah. So, I accept your apology, Connor. Thank you. Um, uh, my number five is Earthbound. Ooh. Um, a game that when I got my SNES Mini, uh, purchased it because it was a spare from a compatriot here on the Patreon, Michael McCaller. It was a game I had always been curious about, and I had bumped up against on an emulator once and been like, this is too hard. I don't like this. <laughs> and I fell in love with this game. Jeremy and I recently did an episode, uh, a co-op episode um, uh, of the Call Me By Your Game variety about Mother 3 for the month of January. And that game does something a lot that better than this game does and gets on <laughs> yeah. its feet. That being said, it's really hard for me to uh, forget the way that this game made me feel um, when I first played it uh, just four years ago. Uh, it, it was unlike any JRPG I had really played. Uh, the humor is incredible. The writing is is in hand with that. I love the music. I love how simple the battle system is. And also, there's things in this game and in Mother 3 that more jrpgs need to adopt like when you you there should be more enemies in the overworld and there shouldn't be random battles when you run into an enemy from behind you should always get a first attack on them yes uh and then when you come back in an area after beating the boss they should all run away out of fear uh and you should be able to just mow them down or if you're gonna fight a battle against enemies that you could basically one shot don't make me fight it just give me the xp uh but uh yeah this game is really dark it's uh, really difficult in some places, and uh, but it's more forgiving than obviously Earthbound Beginnings. And yeah, it began my love for this series, and now Mother 3 is like top five, if not like top GBA game for me now. Um, but yeah, that's my number five, Earthbound. My number four, a game that... There's been there's been less crossover than I would have expected for all of our lists. I'm just I gonna know. say that. This and is, this I, one, I think, I, 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 I wonder about the tops of the lists though. This yeah. is great for podcasting. I'll tell you what. If we're just really all talking is. about the same stuff, it'd be a snoozer. <laughs> okay, keep going. This one I'm thinking has to be, and this is my second one that I've never finished, and it's uh, funny because it's the second one from the series on my list, and that's Final Fantasy VI, aka Final oh. Fantasy III. This is my number one. Whoa. This is my number four. Oh, Jerobear. So I've got matchups with all of us. That makes me feel happy. And I've also never, this is the one. This is the one on the list I've never seen credit. The shame pick. Oh, man. The end of of Final Fantasy VI is uh, incredible. You get, you assault this tower with three parties of four characters. So, like, you have to have built up. Uh, every basically everyone in the roster uh, oh. to take on the final dungeon. It's the best. I yeah. It's it's in. I mean, another great looking game. Another. Mm-hmm. I mean, music unreal in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a game I have played the first quarter of probably like eight times in the first. I played half of the game, 
including two years ago on on the Super Nintendo, the original hardware, like th- put 30 hours into before you get to the world of ruin and was just like, I love this, but I'm really tired right now. And I don't <laughs> want to go collect everybody. Yeah. But which is nuts that half of that game has made it to its number four spot on my list. Uh, <laughs> I love the party members. Yeah. Um, this I game love... has so much like mystery to it. Like the thing I liked about seven so much was the the mysterious element of it and mm-hmm. secret characters and stuff. And like you don't really get that in four, five, eight, nine, ten. Like it's like they're like they be they're not all of them have that tone, but yeah. six and seven really do. And man. Uh, like when the first time you see Ninja or whatever his name is, the like Shadow, Shadow, Shadow. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, it's just like, who's this guy with his dog? Well, it's, it's who's this guy, but also he's a character that you can leave to die on the floating continent, and then you <laughs> yes. can, you then you don't get to rescue him in the world of ruin. Like there's there's that uh, there's uh, Mog the Moogle who yeah. like. Um, is sometimes he doesn't respawn in the world of ruin. I don't even know what those conditions are. Um, and then hmm. there's uh, U- Umaro, the the abominable snowman, and Gogo, the mimic, um, yes. that are all these like hidden secret extra characters um, that can make your game can make like the experience so much easier or just like so much different to have them around. Wow. Yeah, I I think six is. Uh... I don't know. It really is kind of like the perfect capstone on a yeah. type of Final Fantasy that they would never make ever again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah. It, oh, ahead, I could talk about this game forever, uh, but Patrick, go ahead. Oh, I, well, I just wanted to, to add that one of the things that I, I love about Final Fantasy VI uh, is that it is so uh, formally interesting. Like the form of the game is so fascinating. Um, they do a thing really early on where you split into three different parties because like the story just breaks uh, and you can decide what order you you address those adventures in, right? Where yes. you're like, I'm going to go with uh, Sabin right now or I'm going to go with Locke. Mm. Um, uh, and like playing out those individual stories is really cool. Um, but then as we've been kind of like dancing around, uh, halfway through the game, the world ends. You know, and you've been doing this like kind of linear story up to that point. And then when the world ends, you follow one character as she attempts to commit suicide <laughs> on, on this uh, godforsaken island in the middle of a toxic ocean. Um, and then you spend the next like 30 hours recollecting your party members in whatever order you want because um, they're all just out there in the world. Um, and it's it's just it's just so fascinating that it has this huge form shift right in the middle of it from like kind of linear Super NES RPG to like borderline open world RPG. Yeah, um, yeah, they they do a thing like that in seven, but it's far less dramatic, and it's like yeah, and and it's very brief. It's not like another thirty hours of gameplay. It's like clean up some stuff before you do the final thing kind right. of right now now you can take on the the uh, uh weapons if you want to right yeah. yeah but i i just i i don't know the vibes in this game are just always so cool and yeah, they're also killer. i mean this is empire strikes back stuff too but like put i want to start in the snow that's a great place to yeah. start you know yeah, yeah. city of narsh yeah it's cold um, there i've heard Mm-hmm. A, a small thing that I want to shout out to, well, not a small thing, is the uh, the different the like, specialties that every. And this is tr- classic for JRPGs, but the specialties that every character has based on their class type. I love, of course, uh, that Sabin is a Street Fighter character, He's and the best. learning how to do the button inputs. I felt so proud because it took me a long time, and the Esper system, being able to mold a character the way you want, uh, or or like break the game 
it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're hot swapping espers when people are uh, gaining levels, so they get like the specific boost from yes. that esper, um, you can really power up people in like specific directions uh, r- really fast if you're paying it, attention. It's it's killer. Um, that was my number four, and I think we're on to your number four now, right, Patrick? Uh, yes, I believe so. My number four is Super Mario RPG. Uh, a, a, a simpler RPG, uh, not not nearly as um, complex in gameplay or in story as Final Fantasy three slash six, but like, I, I mean, this is the first time that I remember encountering uh, like a turn based RPG where you had uh, like extra little button inputs that you had to do oh, yeah. to like do timed attacks to deal more damage or to defend a little bit. A little bit better. I think the writing in Super Mario RPG is phenomenal. It's so funny. It's so weird. Um, the The characters you meet along the way feel like instant classics to me. I don't know why we don't have Gino and Mallow and Booster and Boshi and you know all the Super Mario RPG characters in every Mario game since then because uh, they're all rad. Um, yeah, I, it's I I just I, I love Super Mario RPG. I this is my the game that I think would maybe be in my top four if I gave it more time. Like I talked about Mega Man X earlier, but RPG is one that I've also played about maximum one and a half to two main dungeons in, and I've loved oh. it every time. I just haven't sat down to do it. This is one that I keep saying I'm like thinking maybe this year uh, if I have the appetite for another JRPG later. But it's so charming, and it, it obviously you know sort of led to a lot of it was yeah. like the the jumping off point for both the paper mario series and mario and luigi series and i love both of those for their own reasons um more closely to probably paper mario i would say but yeah it's just it's fantastic um it also does a bunch of like little like events so these things that i love in like a 16-bit or like the uh like PlayStation era RPGs where it's just like an event, something happens, right? And like the gameplay is kind of overridden by the event. Um, like I think about in in uh, Final Fantasy VI, the opera sequence, right? Yeah. Where you're like, yeah. now, now, now the game is we're faking our way through an opera. Um, and in Super Mario RPG, there's like, you're in a mine cart. And so, you know, suddenly now you're, you're on these forking paths and like putting the brakes on and stuff. Or like Booster is throwing uh, barrels at you and you have to like, kind of do some like light platforming um it just it it does that so many times throughout the game where you're getting these other gameplay experiences in addition to just the regular turn-based rpg stuff so good um mark number four i feel like number four is the slot for square rpgs because my number four is is chrono trigger wow my number two Uh, my number three yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't nice. really, I, I feel like so much has been said about Chrono Trigger in the world that I don't really have anything intelligent to add to it other than like, it to me, it is kind of just like the perfect 16-bit RPG experience. You have a dream team working on it. The characters are so likable. Um, the story is interesting. The combat is cool. I feel like the aesthetics of it are amazing. But I, the one thing that really speaks to me a lot is the uh, the music, I think, is just incredible. Mm, yeah. And some of those main themes, like, really capture this feeling of, like, adventure, but, like, nostalgia and childhood. I don't know. It's just really powerful, and I love Chrono Trigger a lot. This is one that I didn't play until the DS remake. 
Uh, man, I played this for the first time 2021, I think. Wow. Like all the way through. And it was like one of those like I'm just going I'm it's going to be the right time. It's going to jump out at me when it's the right time. And that that was it. And man, incredible stuff. Yeah, yeah. I agree. This is one, great. This game. is one I got Patrick to do a co-op episode with me last year and that another one of these kind of like Link to the Past and FF6/3 that I've been playing my whole life. This is a game I discovered on emulation and uh, was so familiar with the first like 10 hours of the game, like incredibly familiar, knew every story beat. And this year was finally, last year was finally like, all right, I'm going to make myself play it. I'm going to make it a co-op episode. It still took me like three months to play it. I fell off a couple times and got back on the horse. But yeah, you can listen to our episode on the Patreon to like hear more of my thoughts on it. But yeah, it's perfect. It's like the, it, yeah, as, as like a whole experience, I, it, it almost doesn't get better, and it's that's my number two. Yeah, it's like uh, it's also so much fun to see like how different Chrono Trigger is from the Final Fantasy. Like it, it feels like it yes. has its own identity from a development team. They're basically going game to game to game to game to game. Like like Secret of Mana, Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger. Like I mean, it's their nonstop train full of these games that all feel like they have very unique identities, you know, unto themselves and. Chrono Triggers is another one, Mark, where I don't know if they've ever made a game like it again. Like, because even with Chrono Cross, it's a, where, where it's a different beast, whole different thing. And um, but yeah, yeah, I I totally feel like it's you know a little bit like when and they never attempted to do this, but it's kind of why like why ever try to make a sequel, another sequel to Chrono Trigger because it's like when they do these television revivals and you realize, oh, like it's not just the people, it's like the time. It's like the yeah. specific point in history that all of this like came together to work and you that's the piece you can't reproduce. Right, yeah. But, um, it, but it is weird that they never like, that Square Enix didn't do another like time travel RPG, right? Like right. Uh, even, even in something like Chrono Cross where it's just like two alternate realities. Um, yeah, yeah. It just seems like such a fundamental thing that it's weird they never went back to it. I never got the dream team back together. I, I, I don't, I don't know what. I mean, who knows why decisions get made to these places? But like, I, I, I wonder if a Chrono Trigger type thing will come eventually. It feels like there's such a big groundswell of like people who just like love well, this game. You know, I'm, you know, we reacted to the Nintendo Direct today and got an a demo that dropped for Sea of Stars, which. Uh, seems to be in a similar vein, but I guess I'd have to play it to know like how close it actually is. Very yeah. excited for Sea of Stars. Yeah, yeah, that could. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. Maybe. Um, J- Jeremy, perhaps a number four from you. My number four is Final Fantasy VI, and my number three is Chrono Trigger, baby. And Ooh, my number two we're... is Yoshi's Island. So <laughs> we're flying through. Uh, yeah, uh, my only, the only one that hasn't been named is my number one. Whoa! Let's Ooh, see I... if it'll get named in the next round. Ooh, uh, Mark number three. Uh, my number, th- my number three is Link to the Past, which we've Ooh. also oh, already right. talked yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Patrick. Okay, my number three is Super Street Fighter Two. Uh, I don't really I have see. anything n- new to add to our Street Fighter 2 conversation. Talk about Cammy. I got to talk about Cammy and <laughs> T-Hawk and Fei Long and the other one. DJ. DJ. <laughs> DJ. Not Street Fighter Alpha? No, come on. Um, <laughs> no. I actually have that on my Super Nintendo. <laughs> 
yeah, I mean, it was just more more Street Fighter. I, it, you know, uh, it, it's cool to uh, play the game with the original eight characters. It was even cooler to get the access to play the bosses. But then they were like, "No, we can do new characters." I was like, "Stop!" Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, no, uh, uh, Super Street Fighter Two, killer. Uh, my number three we talked about already, A Link to the Past, Ooh. and my number two, Chrono Trigger. So Patrick, did we talk about your number two? We did not. Ooh, here, hit us with it. My number two is Mario Paint. Oh, oh. that's great. I, it's in my I'm thirty-three. So glad it's, here. it's in my thirty-three. If if I were just making a list of games I've spent the most time playing in my life, Mario Paint would be, I think, at the top. Um, I used to make movies with Mario Paint at home, like hook it up to the VCR, um, and you know, make little uh, an- animations wow. and music and stuff like. Uh, Mario Paint taught me how to be creative, uh, and I, I just, I just love it. Like there's, there's no part of Mario Paint that I didn't dig into until like it was, you know, I, I used up every part of that game. Yeah. Um, in, including the coffee break where you swat flies. I played that for hours and hours. Oh, and hours. dude, the best, the best. Yeah. I got good at the fly game too. Me too. It was great. Yeah. Were you using the mouse? Of course. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love that. My my only experience with uh, Mario Paint was we got like a loose cart from a garage sale, so it didn't have the mouse, didn't have anything, Insane. did not under didn't really understand Mario. Outrageous, Paint. Mark. <laughs> that mouse worked better than any other mouse I've ever owned. I wish I could have a Mario Paint mouse to use on a computer right now. I there's got to be like I'm an adapter Amazon out there that, that yeah, allows I mean, you to do it. Go go look uh, for it. <laughs> um, you could also of... use the Mario Paint mouse to play the first person sections of jurassic park which is probably part of why i I like that as much as i did that's fantastic that's amazing um uh, mark did you say your number two no we haven't we haven't talked about my number two yet i'm i'm gonna guess that it's a lot of people's number ones but it's super mario world yes it is ding 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 (laughs) it's uh a the last on my i refuse to put this on yeah right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. patrick's holy trinity Mm -hmm. makes sense well, I, what can we say about it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, what more is there to say? I remember, uh, you know, we uh, when I first saw Super Mario World, I remember we were at my cousin's house for Thanksgiving, and he had a Super Nintendo. I had never seen a Super Nintendo. I didn't know the Super Nintendo existed. But I have always loved uh, Mario platformers, and so the fact that there was a new Mario game and he could fly, and I remember seeing, you know, like the fight with Bowser at the end, and... Uh, it just seemed so enormous, and then when we finally got a copy, just, um, yeah, I mean, Super Mario World is a great game, but I don't really know what more else to say. It's a game that I have also, you know, been familiar with forever, uh, but uh, I realized it's been on the top of my SNES list for a while because I remember, I realized that it's one that, if I'm turning on the Super Nintendo, the game I want to play more often than not is that game if i've gotten like an access to a super nintendo library whether it be on switch online or or uh, the snes mini that's the first one i turn on and i that doesn't mean that it's necessarily that that game would be the best but as i've played it more and more and become better at the game and more familiar it is definitely my favorite Super Nintendo game, and I told you all, I think, that I beat it on original hardware this week for the first time, only with 66 exits, so I still have 30 that are out there. Amazing. So it's a game that kind of feels like it never ends. There's so much fun and challenge to you know, get into, and yeah, it's just 
It's fantastic. And Jeremy, it is officially my second favorite Mario now. It has surpassed three. Oh, congratulations. I'm glad yeah. you're on this side of the of history. <laughs> the right side of history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, uh, this is, yeah. I mean, if Mario 64 hadn't stolen my heart back in 96 or whatever, I mean, I think this would be my favorite Mario game of all time. It's, uh, I for my money, it's got the best art style. I mean, we were all dino crazy in the 90s, and, like, this has a lot of dino stuff in it that's so great. And, I mean, everything from, like, the flight that is so fun. I mean, I just don't know how they had so <laughs> much foresight into it. That's what always shocked me about Mario games, right, is that, is the like, Super Mario World and Mario 64, there's so much jam-packed in there that they didn't have to do, like, that you, th- you think could have came in sequels. But that's not Nintendo's style with Mario. Like, it took it takes three Sonic games to get to what we get with Sonic and Knuckles and all that right. other fun stuff. But Mario was like, no, we're going to not do another one of these. And we're going to do one, and it's going to be perfect. And it's going to have everything. Every idea we can possibly think of is going to go into this one. Up to and including, like... The f- the flight hover mechanic where you're like hovering in the air like that's just so uh, the for I I just I love that I I love the foresight to like go that intense with it using Yoshi as a bit of a double jump like I know it's funny and memeable but that is another very clever thing to have rooted inside of the DNA of that game and uh, yeah again I mean just nothing nothing and and again I think it's my first memory. I really do think like wow. my mind lights up when I'm seeing it and I'm I can still see myself in Harbor City, California in the trailer park that me and my mom and my dad used to live with my little sister like, going on the TV and like just being so mesmerized wow. and yeah um it's it's great it's perfect. Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy that there are three perfect launch games in yeah. history, right? And Nintendo made all three of them mm-hmm. and two of them are Mario games, right? Yeah. And the, the other one's uh, Luigi's Mansion. And the other one, yes. <laughs> uh, um, no, the other one is Baseball on the Game Boy. <laughs> of course. Not the other Game Boy launch title. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean Breath of the Wild is the is, is the third. But yeah, um, yeah it's, a, it's, they, it's a trend that they started here. And it, yeah, it's just, just an incredible game. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, did you list your number two already? Yeah, it's Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island. Yeah, yeah, we um, about it, yeah. Mark, did you say your number one? No, and I just wanted it's already come up, but I just wanted <laughs> to hold it. it. It's it's it was Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country oh! is my number one. And the reason it is is I I don't think it's gameplay. I love Donkey Kong Country. Um I think it is still fun to play, but it's not really the gameplay that gets it. It is the experience of playing it with my family and just having it be mm. such like a uh, a strong memory for me like uh, video games for me are best when they're communal experience when they're like shared experiences and Donkey Kong Country was a shared experience and it for me Connor is the one that like if I'm starting like the Nintendo Switch online for the first time <sighs> Donkey Kong Country is the game that I'm going to boot up first because it's the one that is uh, like the most meaningful to me I guess oh that's so cool the first ever episode of Call Me By Your Game about Donkey Kong Country oh yeah um, ooh, ooh, back, uh, way back in Way back in history, um, that's incredible. Yeah, that game rules. I've, I, it's, it's on my list. It's just not in my top nine, and it's maybe I should be shamed for it. Um, no, pa- Patrick, no, no, no one we has. Did, uh, no, we did. Oh, all did you mine. say yeah. your number two? Yeah, my number two was Mario Paint. Mario Paint, and number one was Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Three Six yeah. Killer. Um, we, we did it, folks. 
we listed all of our top nine Super Nintendo games, uh, and I, we probably could have made it twice as long if we really wanted to. Um, this was a blast. Before we go, I do want to uh, get through some of our correspondence, and I am just going to rip right through this. Uh, I'm going to begin by listing um, the, everyone's favorite Super Nintendo games in the world, so it's going to take about two days. Uh, just kidding. But uh, to everyone who responded to my tweet asking what's your favorite Super Nintendo game, uh, from Mike Steele, we have Super Mario RPG. From uh, David uh, Danella, we have probably Final Fantasy V in parentheses. Yeah, I fucked around with emulators. With a special shout-out to Chrono Trigger, Turtles in Time, and Super Mario World. Turtles in Time, not on, on any of our lists. Yeah, that one's, cl- that one's like number 11 for me, though. It's like Jeremy, right... it's mine, 11th, too. Yeah, it's like right up there. And <laughs> it was in the top nine for a long time. Oh. And it, it, it was a bummer to see it go because I played that game more than I played m- a lot of these as a kid, you know? So. Oh. Uh, but um, yeah, someone said Final Fantasy V. That's a really good one. Um, I, I want to just throw out Dragon Quest V as well. Like, we ooh, didn't get cool. either of those in the states, but they're both like transcendent RPG experiences. Specifically, Dragon Quest V, which is like you're a person who just grows all the way up and, and gets old in a game. Dragon like, Quest V is awesome. It yeah. is really, really ooh. cool. Yeah. Um, love that. Uh, from Charlie Mahelic, DKC2 or Yoshi's Island? Maybe Chrono Trigger mm-hmm. or Super Metroid? I don't even know why I'm answering, he says. Uh, Corey Webster, <laughs> Paperboy 2. Uh, Tim, Vargulish no, Chow. Come on. <laughs> I mean, that's wrong, but it's. I like that you put it. <laughs> uh, from Tim, Super Castlevania 4. Yeah. From Mark Andrew Wilson, Final Fantasy 3, in parentheses, or 6 if you're nasty. Mm. Uh, ben Kaplan, yeah. Zombies Ate My Neighbors, Alex Galbate. Uh, Super- so much love for Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yeah, I did not enjoy that game growing up, but I recognize that so many people love it, and it's an interesting game. It's like procedurally generated, right? Is it? I think it is. I think, I it, is. I think it's just not fun. Are those the same thing? <laughs> I think those are those mean the same thing. They're synonymous. Okay. Right. Right. I don't want to say that about games I don't find fun. Not fun <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. Then it's not okay. Great. Yeah. Um, Alex Galbate, Super Mario RPG, Andrew Jostra. Uh, if I had to pick one, Super Mario World, but Chrono Trigger and Link to the Past are right up there. Those happen to be my top one, two, and three in order. And then Darren Lau uh, responded with a GIF of the Super Metroid start screen. Uh, oh, and then good. I'm also going to rip through the top nines of people who submitted them on Patreon because I said I would. Uh, uh-huh. From Bobo to Bodhi, um, <laughs> number seven, Yoshi's Island. Number six, Mario Kart. Super Mario Kart. Yeah, we didn't say Super Mario Kart. Uh, I also played this for infinity amount of hours as a kid. <laughs> but, you know, I don't even know if I loved it as a kid. That's mm. the thing. Is Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I still sing the praises of the 64 one, even though that one maybe isn't even that good. But Yeah, um, I, I came to yeah. it too late. Mm-hmm. Um, number five, Super Metroid. Number four, Castlevania. Four, Super Castlevania. Four, number three, F-Zero. Jeremy, I'm surprised. I had this as, this is like 26. This is like in there, but it's like gotcha. low. And it's like, I, this also isn't two player. So get out of here. Yeah. Racing game one player. <laughs> you also like the newer F-Zeros. Well, I mean, better. once you get to the 64 in GameCube, it's over. They're the best things ever. Made, yeah. But, yeah. Um, number two, Super Game Boy, if it could count. And I wish, and I think it should. So go for it, Bobo. Yeah. And number one, Mario Paint. Yeah. Just like yeah. very similar Hell to yeah. Patrick. That could be number one for me too. Yeah. Um, Chaz Cheeto uh, has uh, number nine, Link to the Past. Number eight, Yoshi's Island. Number seven, Chrono Trigger. Number six, NBA Jam. Number five, oh. Super Mario World. Number four, Super Metroid. Number two, or three, Donkey Kong Country 2. Mm-hmm. Number two, Zombies Ate My Neighbors Again. Number one, Earthbound. 
Um, William uh, Evans and and NBA Jam. Uh, yeah. What 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 a great shout out! Yeah, um, I, so many hours lost to making those sneakers light up, and uh, just 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 to hear the announcer go, "He's on fire! He's on fire!" It's the best. Uh, Bill Clinton's in that game. Okay. Yeah, so is Bango the Buck. <laughs> oh, who does the classic pair? Um, from William Evans, we have DKC three, uh, number eight. Uh, TMNT Turtles in Time number seven Street Fighter Two Turbo number six Super Super Star Wars number five uh, Super Star Wars fans I I, wow. I thought I like Patrick turning was going to have this on like his list no I, I I my favorite of the Super Star Wars games is Super Return of the Jedi right um uh but the 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 first one is real bad and mm-hmm. way too hard yeah. Um, <laughs> I played the first like five minutes of Super Star Wars so many times. Yeah. Yes. But as soon as you get to the Java crawler, it's like, oh, I, I'm not good enough for this. Like, it's too <laughs> yeah. hard. It's yeah. impossible. It's funny. I, I have the trilogy as one entry, and it's at the very end. And oh. I think it's just because I rented them so many times, and, you know, I, yeah. want, I wanted to play Star Wars. Uh, right. It just didn't let me play Star Wars. It yeah, just would not. I, I love, it's too hard. Yeah. I love that the premise of Super Star Wars and all of those games is like, what if every planet was like insanely hostile? Everything yeah. wanted to kill you all <laughs> yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, well, they did go to uh, in Empire Stripe Strikes Back. They go to Hostile. Um, anyway, oh, William okay. huh? William <laughs> does say he wanted to put all three Super Star Wars, but he only remembers playing the first the most. Uh, Number five, Super Mario Kart. Number four, DKC. Number three, Chrono Trigger. Number two, Final Fantasy VI. Number one, Super Mario World. Mauricio Diosis. Uh, number nine, Super Metroid. Uh, number eight, Super Mario RPG. Number seven, Marvel Super Heroes. W- War, War of the, the Gems. Gem. Yeah, this? this? I, I don't like this game, but I, I recognize that it's a Capcom Marvel game, which is really fun. Uh, uh, that is cool. My my Marvel Capcom game that I stand by is X Men Mutant Apocalypse. That's Ooh. an incredible SNES experience. But I I tried playing War of the Gems the other day and it, not good. Mm. Not to me. To me. Um. Uh. Number six, Yoshi's Island. Number five, Chrono Trigger. Number four, Link to the Past. Uh. Number three, Donkey Kong Country. Number two, Super Mario All Stars. And number one, Kirby Superstar. Um. Oh. We have just a a couple more left. Uh. From Hophead Ed, number nine, Yoshi's Island, mm-hmm. number eight, DKC2, mm-hmm. number seven, Super Mario World, mm-hmm. number six, Final Fantasy IV, uh-huh. number five, Super Metroid, uh-huh. number four, Mega Man X, number yeah. three, Chrono Trigger, right. number two, Super Mario RPG, yeah. and number yeah. one, uh, Link to the Past. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> are you saying, are you responding to everyone just with like, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, uh, I've heard a lot from Eddie about how Link to the Past is like just an all-timer yeah, for him. Pa- Patrick, if you had to pick a favorite of those, the the Holy Trinity, is it Link to the Past for you? Or yeah, is that it's too Link hard? to the Past for me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it might be. Um, mm-hmm. From Gabe Wolf, uh, it says uh, includes ten. So I'm just actually, so I'm just gonna do it. And they're out of order for whatever reason. Ten Killer Instinct. Whoa, never played it. I it's play. a fighting that's, game, right? That's Rare? a su- yeah, yes, it is. That's a surprising pick. Yeah, surprising, I love it. He it says. Is fun. Gabe, Gabe does say, uh, so excuse my weirdo list, uh, number eight, which is after number 10, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, number nine, which is after number eight, Super Castlevania 4, number seven, Mega Man X, number six, F-Zero, number five, Mortal Kombat 3, uh, number four, DKC, yeah. number three, Final Fantasy 6, number two, Super Mario World, and number one, Yoshi's Island, mm. and then- I gotta, oh, gosh, I gotta have... respect someone putting uh, Mortal Kombat 3 on the list uh, and no Mortal Kombat 2. Like, that's that's an interesting choice for me. I don't and agree not, with and it, And not but Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate, which is like- Right. All the characters. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Maybe it's a personal choice. Yeah. Um, 
And I'll let you just sit on that little number. Um, they like uh, striker, probably. Yeah, cabal. <laughs> I yeah. got two more from Mikey McCuller. Number nine, Earthworm Jim 2. Number eight. Which, <laughs> I've on. never played any I know Mikey is, McCuller. I can, ri- I can completely eviscerate this list. <laughs> um, number eight, Link to the Past. Number seven, Street Fighter 2. Number three, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. There you go. Uh, I can num- get behind that. <laughs> okay, McCuller is a masochist because number five is Aladdin. Uh, I like Aladdin. Aladdin's yeah. Ness is, is, is good, it I think. better yeah. than Lion King? It's better than Lion King by a okay. lot. Watch all y'all's fucking mouths. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, Lion King is really hard. Do you not find it hard? It's really hard. No, it, it's, it's a very hard game, but it is one of those that I uh, just, you know, Learn to play as a right. kid, and I did too. Uh, yep. I just had like infinite patience for. And there's nothing like throwing Scar off the top of the uh, Pride Rock at the end of that game. It, oh, I never it's got awesome. that far. Oh, that's gotta be sick. <laughs> uh, so yeah, McCaller's number five is Aladdin. Number four, DKC two. Number three, Super Mario RPG. Number two, Super Mario World. Number one, Super Mario Psych Super Metroid. Uh, and then last from Foosh, and I think it's. I think I, they didn't number this list, so I'm just going to guess from 9 to 1. Number okay. 9, Mario Paint. Uh, uh, they say they still have the mouse and mouse pad. Number 8, Mega Man X. Number 7, Super Mario RPG. Number 6, NHL 94. So almost a, almost Madden, like not really. Uh, number 5, Super Mario World. Number 4, Super Metroid. Number 3, Super Mario Kart. Number 2, Link to the Past. And number 1, Final Fantasy VI. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. Uh, sorry that it took so long to read off here, uh, but it was really extensive. I don't know if we're going to be able to do that if we get so many wonderful responses, but I like the responses. I'm yeah, happy people good. wrote in. Yeah, thank you for everyone responding. Um, uh, well, Connor, what do we what do we want to do now? Do we have time to do honorable mentions or do you want to close out? I mean, I if I have time to stick around. If someone has to leave, that's totally fine. But uh, we got to name most of mine, so I don't really have any. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I know what a rude dude I, got like, I, am. I, got, I mean I got like I got five minutes exactly I'll name one mm-hmm. Super name Baseball one well. 2020 oh, it's a baseball super. game where you play as futuristic like robots and super people yeah the game is like the foul lines are different it's freaking sick as hell and uh I used to like super bases loaded the series but that series I've gone back to and it sucks so baseball 2020 is where it's at nice yeah had to have a baseball game, but anybody else got any honorable mentions they want to throw? Well, I'll shout out a baseball game as well, but it's Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball. Right, yeah, that's yeah. the good one. That's a good one. Uh, I'll, I'll, I will, of course, shout out Secret of Mana. Um, oh, which is uh, a little bit alarming that we haven't talked about it yet. But uh, dang, it's such a great game. You could play it with three people if you had that multi-tap. Yeah, camera kind of sucks in that game, but I do. Yes. It is. It is. It is great an all timer. I want to throw out uh, Contra. Um, mm-hmm. Is like a all timer. I didn't have any Konami games in my top nine. I feel kind of bad. Uh, Buster Bust Loose is another great one. Um, mm. uh, Tiny Tunes, yeah, rules. Also, uh, I got really into Batman Returns on the Super Nintendo. It was oh. just a beat 'em up, but I like liked being Batman, and it felt I felt powerful. Uh, we didn't talk about Super Punch Out. This game's incredible. Does Dude. no one else like Super Punch Out? I feel Not like Eddie's gonna hear this wow. and be like, "Oh no, I forgot that." I like, I like it, but I'm bad at it. I, I, I mean, I've gotten good at it and then lost it, lost the muscle for it. But it's, I mean, it is such a beautiful, striking-looking game. Those big old sprites coming at you. 
uh, King Hippo or whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. And that's it. Yay! No, no, no Mega Man Soccer. No, no Mega Man Seven either. Is that the one that came oh, out? Oh, I've like, got one that we didn't. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kirby's Dream Course. I do like a lot. Oh yeah, the golf one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I played a, cool a lot of that last yeah. year during Adventures Kirby of Batman month. and Robin. It's another great Konami Ooh. game. Ooh. Yeah, it's like the animated series game. Pretty oh, cool. cool. I love that. Yeah. Maximum Carnage. Also, did anyone play that? I'm looking at you, Patrick. Patrick, you're the comic guy, I, right? No. Yeah, yeah. I, I but I, I wasn't a comic guy uh, growing up. Oh, okay. um, I, I came to comics uh, much later. I yeah. love that red cartridge, though. Yeah, red cartridge. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's not a very good game, but it is a striking game. Like it you, is red. You do, you do remember it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, sweet. Uh. Thank you all, everybody, for listening, and thank you three for joining me today for this super fun episode. Uh, let's go ahead and just you know plug and get the heck out of here. Um, uh, Mark uh, Mitchell, thanks again for coming back to Super NPCs. Uh, what do you want to plug today? Where can people find you? I'll plug the Nintendo Cartridge Society, which is the twice-weekly podcast that Patrick and I do. On Tuesdays, we release an episode recapping the latest Nintendo news, and then on Thursdays, we do a topic episode where um, we talk about kind of anything within the Nintendo universe. We do a lot of ranking episodes, ranking all of the costumes in Super Mario Odyssey, for example. So check us out wherever you get podcasts. Amazing. Uh, Patrick Ellers, anything Uh, for you, sir? Well, I'll I'll plug that same podcast, which I am also on, uh, the Nintendo Cartridge Society podcast, but also I'll plug our Patreon, which we just launched. Um, Congrats, by the way, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, It's been a long time coming, um, but I'm I'm happy to say that we have it out there. And uh, as as part of that, we launched a new show called NCS Detective Club, uh, where we're um, watching classic detective shows and talking about them. Um, So there are two episodes available now for uh, Patreon subscribers. The first one is about murder, she wrote, and the second one is about monk. Um, And they're a a good time, a good like deep dive. You don't have to have watched the episodes if you don't want to. Um, But if you want to watch along, then it'll be, I guess, doubly rewarding. I love that. And what's the tier that people get your both of your nudes at? Oh, that's yeah, that's a 64 bit tier. That's okay. cool. I'll keep my eye out for when that opens. Uh, Expensive. Oh, worth it mm-hmm. oh yeah baby uh all right well thank you two so much jeremy what do you want to plug on, on your way out today buddy? oh i got nothing thank you to the patrons for all being so uh for you know like uh kind of doing this along with us that was so fun to have them all kind of collaborating and I, I saw on the discord them sharing all of their list and uh really fun you know looking at them scoffing a lot but you know ultimately enjoying what was happening yeah. Um, no, thank you guys, uh, every everyone, for supporting the Patreon. What a, what a, you know, how great. Yeah, thank you to every one of our subscribers. Everybody gets to listen to this show, so we really we we're glad that it's weekly and that we you know just have so much fun doing it. Um, and thank you to our two newest patrons who've joined within the last week. Uh, Christian, or it might be Christian Jimenez, and then Jordan Dow. Thank you both so much. Uh, I've been Connor McCabe, one of your hosts for this one. You can find me on social media at Connor underscore McCabe. Check me out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69, where I've been streaming my playthrough uh of the original Half-Life for the first time ever and Super Mario 64 DS. So you can uh, tell that I'm a bit of a a freaky deaky guy by what I'm streaming right now. Um, And uh, yeah, you already know my podcast because you're a part of the Patreon. So thanks so much. Uh, Thanks again for listening and we will see you on the next one. When you 
scientists step up to this kind of power, this kind of challenge, this kind of flying, crashing, feeling. When you decide to get serious, there's only one place to come, the games of Super Nintendo. No one else creates this kind of experience, because no one else creates these kinds of games. Now you're playing with power, super power.